Hello, welcome to the Anthem Daily Podcast. My name is Bert Alcorn. Today is Tuesday, May 12th. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you are new, newish, or need a bit of a refresher for what we are doing on this podcast, uh, this podcast started from a heartbeat of of unpacking this question of in the time of coronavirus, how do we as followers of Jesus become resilient disciples, resilient apprentices of Jesus who are faithful in the face of cultural coercion and who live a vibrant life in the spirit. And and that that was really the heartbeat. So it's just to offer up a scripture, a thought, a practice, a question, a quote, or an interview with someone around that end goal. And, And even in the last couple of weeks, we've really refined that end goal by asking the question, how do we come back from this stronger? How do we, um, how do we actually come back from this growing, thriving, stronger, not in spite of, but even because of the season that we find ourselves in? And, and we've talked about how that kind of understanding of coming back from the stronger requires us to change, to transform in the language of the New Testament. A transformation takes participation and intentionality, and it takes saying yes to the work God wants to do in you, partnering with the Holy Spirit in that work, and embracing this paradigm of teaching community and practice to become more like Jesus, not in spite of, but because of the season that we find ourselves in today. And what we've been doing uh, yesterday and then the week before is just unpacking some practices, uh, some habits, some rules for life, if you will, that actually get us towards that end goal of becoming more like Jesus, of coming back stronger, of becoming resilient disciples who are faithful in the face of cultural coercion and those who live a vibrant life in the spirit. So we've talked about Bible before phone, spending time in a moment of scripture and prayer and silence before God, before we open our phone. And we've even taken it a step further to talk about parenting your phone and setting up rules, boundaries, guidelines um, for that slave master of a phone that is in your pocket. We've talked about cultivating a, a gratitude ritual. We've talked about limiting news, screen time, and escapist behaviors. We talked about practicing regular generosity, prayer and fasting and regular intervals. And today we are talking about the importance of community, regular weekly community for our change and transformation. Now, two things real quick. One is if any of those practices seemed unfamiliar or maybe you're new to the podcast, I would highly encourage you go back and listen. I did an episode on each one of those. Go back and listen to those and sit and wrestle with not only the theological concepts and the philosophical concepts, but actually even the next steps and the practices. And second thing is, as we're talking about community today, uh, astute listeners of the podcast will know we've actually talked about community once before because it's one point of our three-point triangle, teaching, community, practice. Now, what I did there was I did more of a, a generic, like we need others to change, which is crucial and vital, and it's part of our paradigm. But I also said community is two things. It's not only the context in which we change, but it is actually a practice as well, because community is not theoretical, it's something we actually walk out. So we said we believe God is a relational God. So we live out this apprenticeship to him with a community of other believers, even when our world around us, culture tells us we can do it on our own. We can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and we don't need anybody's help. Now, so what, because we've already kind of touched on community before, more than that as a uh, context for change, what I'm going to do is talk about it as a practice for change. 
So we've already talked about it in, in terms of context for how we change. Now I'm going to talk about uh, practice. And uh, what I want to do is share with you kind of our, at least at Anthem, if you're part of Anthem, you've heard this before, but if not, it's our five C's for community. Um, and I'm sure there are other things I'm leaving off this list, but uh, this is supposed to be a shorter podcast. So we'll just stick with the five C's. And just in way of a big picture, your community, we believe, is a place where you are, you can and are known and loved fully because the gospel is real. Like, not only can you be known and loved by God, but you can be known and loved by your brothers and sisters in Jesus because the gospel is real. Because we don't have to puff ourselves up, because we don't have to put on a fake show, because we know the blood of Jesus was spilled on our behalf, and now we are fully found in God. And so this is where we, in community, move past kind of those casual side hug, high five moments to actually smaller groups where we can be intentional in our conversations and our interactions. And one of the things we've learned over time, and maybe you've learned this too, is community is not fancy and it's not flashy. In fact, it's quite messy. Uh, As everyday people who love and are following after Jesus, uh, who are trying to seek his will for one another in the city, community group, life in community can can be actually be really messy. Uh, and, and for us and how we would even view community, and in particular what we call community groups, which are the expression of biblical community as we would see it, um, it's more than a Bible study. It's more than a life-staged interest group or a midweek program. It's genuinely how we see ourselves as disciples of Jesus and the church that he sends on mission. So for us, it's not something you check off a list, but a way of doing life, which is why I love talking about community is not only the context for change, but an actual practice, because it's not something to check off the list, but a way, a rhythm, a pattern, a habit, a rule of life. Now, five C's for community. And so what I'm doing, I already talked about context for community. This is now getting into practice space. So this is a bit more of the mechanics of community, if you will. And we believe there there are five kind of C's represented here in community. And the first is care. Care. The first C of community is care. So community, for us at Anthem Church here in Ventura, California, community groups are the primary means of care. So in all areas of life, our community groups are the first and primary avenues of care. This means you can expect to be cared for by your community group, but it also means that if you come to the pastoral team asking for help, our first question is going to be, which community group are you in and have you brought this need to them first? Because we believe those moments should be fostered in those smaller communities. So we do strive to know each other. So you'll hear questions in a community group or in a small group or home group or whatever like, who do you want to be? And what do you what do you see God wanting to do in you? And your community group will actually encourage and, and pray for and strive alongside you as you walk towards the answers to questions like that. We also spur each other on to love and good works. We encourage and equip each other to face the day-to-day life, to face work and family and friends and everything in between. Community has your back and will be there with you in the wins and the letdowns and the hard times, and you will be there with them. Now, it might take a little while to let your guard down, and that's okay, uh, but just know that as you enter into biblical gospel-centered community, these are the people you can trust and will have your back and will point you towards truth. 
So the first C of community is care. The second is community. I know that sounds silly. One of the C's of community is community. Let me expand here. So community is where you do go beyond small talk. You're committed to each other. Community is different than acquaintance. And it's something that cannot be accomplished in a large group setting. This is where we're talking about the differences between maybe the Sunday gathering and the smaller midweek community group. There are certain things the Bible calls us to do that we cannot do in a huge group together because we simply cannot know each other well enough in a group like that to actually do it. So this is a place that you'll find a group of people that not only are for you, but actually know you. Like for you and your deepening relationship with Jesus and for the dreams he's placed in your life, they actually know those things. For getting through the day and finding peace and joy that that Jesus promises, they will help you strive towards that and look towards that. So the community encourages, equips, prays for one another and meets together regularly. We share each other's burdens and struggles. We challenge each other lovingly when needed. And we always strive for one another to grow more and more in our awareness of the love uh, God has for us and the the love that he has for those around us in our lives. And one of the really key parts about community is to, to, to care about someone. We genuinely, in the context of community, you have to actually know people, which is why it's one of our goals we set out to actually be family together. So five C's of community. First, care, community. The next one, which is the one I always get heat for, but I'll, I'll, it's okay, I'll die on this hill here, is consistency commitment. Also, I know that's two C's, but they roll together. Consistency and commitment. So commitment is the context for anything good to happen in community. We live in a commitment-phobic world, and the kingdom of heaven redirects us to radical commitment to Jesus and his people. So life and community happen when we're actually consistent. It shows our value and our love for other people when we set aside and protect and prioritize time to be with them. So groups even, they, so they not only ask for consistency and commitment from the members in, in a group, but also groups commit to meeting regularly, not being flaky with their calendar and their schedule. If we're not meeting regularly together, it'll be difficult to know and to love one another as a, as a real family. And even more difficult as the family of God to put the love of Jesus on display to others who might see our love for one another and look to our Father in heaven. Okay, so five C's, care, community, consistency, commitment. That's the third C. The fourth is communication. Now, communication, just like any good relationship, is vital for a healthy community. Each group has designated means for which they communicate. And, that, and that, that's important for us because it makes sure no one's left out. Uh, and make sure that there aren't side text messages that are leaving people out of the community conversations. Uh, but also, like in any healthy relationship, is good communication. You want to be communicated with and you need to communicate with others. Care, community, consistency, commitment, communication, and the last one, confidentiality. So we believe, and once again, these are all just like, just how we have thought through and processed community as a local church here in Ventura. This is what we have kind of come to as some really core essentials around community. And the fifth C is confidentiality. 
So life-changing community happens or leads people towards vulnerability. Vulnerability is lets other people into our lives. We can't know what's true of ourselves by ourselves. We don't, the capacity for self-deception is huge. We don't see ourselves clearly enough. True change comes when we actually let others in and we can expose our blind spots and have others actually share them with us. So vulnerability is not just seeing what's true of us. It's letting other people in on that process. But vulnerability is interesting. It's also the way we enter life-changing community. It's, it's kind of like the, the vehicle that drives us into community. And by being vulnerable, we're saying, I'll play, I'll participate. Here's how the truth that we're talking about applies to me, and here's where I struggle with it. Now, why do I say all of that under, under confidentiality? Because vulnerability can really only be shared in the, in the context of confidentiality. So our hope is that as a community grows closer together as a family, those in the family are more willing to be vulnerable and share real needs and struggles and stories. So to foster this kind of vulnerability, though, we need to ensure that each community has a degree of safety that is known, expressed, and felt. So sensitive stories, prayer requests, other bits of info are considered confidential and limited to the actual committed community unless otherwise indicated. Now, for us as a church, as we walk in practice, this actually excludes the the elder team. And so sometimes stuff comes up uh, and the community group leader needs to inform the the leadership team what's going on, especially around uh, areas where we are uh, legally mandated to report any kind of abuse or, or anything like that. So we want to create an environment of safety where people can share and be known and so they can be vulnerable and actually share what's going on. But to not just share to no end, but to share and to be changed. This is, I think, the thing so many people get wrong about vulnerability and community. Is, is They see it as a license to say anything they want and not be challenged. And while the first part is true, I think it is a bit of a license to say anything that is inside. We want the real you. It's also licensed to be corrected, to be challenged, to be stirred, to be taught, to be exhorted towards a different outcome, especially when the things you're sharing indicate that you are driving quickly towards unhealth and destruction and pain. In the context of safety and vulnerability, it is on that community to step in and say, no, 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 this is actually the better way. So care, community, consistency, commitment, communication, confidentiality. These are our five C's around community. This is how we actually put some skin on the bones of, of community. It's how we take it from the abstract to the, the concrete is to say, no, there's actually real expectations here. And we actually believe that clear expectations breed, breed accountability and trust and unclear ones breed a pain, hurt and, and distrust. Okay. So where does that, where does that leave you? Well, no matter who you are or where you are listening from, I know many of you from Anthem here in Matura are listening along. That's awesome. Hey, Anthem family, love you. I, I also have been made aware there are others that are outside even our city and outside of our church that are listening along with you. So delighted. This is at all helpful and encouraging to you. Um, and, and so some next steps to actually walk in this practice. Uh, and the first one is, is either join, commit, or recommit. And even if it's just a moment between you and God, recommit. But join, commit, or recommit to your local church community and your community within the community. 
So whatever, whatever version of community groups, home groups, small groups, life groups, whatever those things are at your particular local church. So if you're not yet walking in any community, join one. If, if you're a little flaky, commit to it. If you are like dialed in and committed, maybe take a moment and say like, yes, a moment of intention and a moment of intentionality to say, yes, I'm still in wherever your local church is. Now in this season, where we're not able to meet in person and instead are meeting over, you know, Zoom or Google Hangouts or FaceTime or whatever, it'll be easy to pull away and to isolate and to actually make this less of a priority, but this could not be more important for you and your soul in this season. So continue to connect on a regular basis, like make a commitment to be there and to show up ready to care for one another and be cared for by your brothers and sisters in Jesus. Those are your next steps. Join, commit, or recommit to your community within your community. Make a commitment to be there and show up ready to care for one another and be cared for by other people. Love you guys. So, so thankful um, that you guys are taking some time out to listen. Uh, And we'll be back with another episode of the Anthem Daily Podcast tomorrow.